This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling Good morning, good morning, Tallahassee. So good to be back. You're listening to 94.1 Wave 94, Escape to Heaven, Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. I'm going to take a deep breath because where we left off last time was the Lord telling us over there in 2 Corinthians, the sixth chapter, how, um, what agreement does the temple of God have with idols? And and it said, Come out from among them and be ye separate, said the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. That's what the Lord said. God said he will be a father unto you, and he, you will become like his sons and daughters. Amen, said the Lord God Almighty. And that's pretty much where... We were. And so my point is, what on earth does that mean? How do you come out from among them when everywhere you look? I mean, if you look at TV, there's, there's just so much stuff. Uh, oh my gosh, everything that you cannot hardly stand. You know, sometimes I feel like I really understand what Lot was going through because I thought Lot was just as bad as the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, but uh-uh. The word of God lets us know that his soul was being tormented by all of the sin that was going on in that city. And that's how I feel even living today, that we're constantly being bombarded with unrighteousness and wickedness and sorrow and pain and just unbelievable actions. And so that's okay. God still says, come out from among them. So I wanted to have better understanding as to what does that mean. And if we go over to um, Galatians, I also was looking at Isaiah 52, where, uh, I'm, let, let me tell you what Isaiah 52 says over here with the, um, the 11th verse. It says, depart ye, depart ye, go ye out from thence. Touch no unclean thing. Go ye out of the midst of her. Be ye clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. Okay, so now we know what that means. Now we know what uh, what was meant when it said over here, be ye separate. It means like there should be no connection with you and wickedness, okay? All right, so we got that. So if we run over to Galatians, the third chapter, we'll get some more understanding there about how even as Abraham believed God, it was accounted to Abraham for righteousness. So by the sure fact that you and I try to live lives 
that are separate from those of the world by our lifestyle, right? Our thoughts, our imaginations, our actions, and so forth. Then even as Abraham, he believed God. You and I are showing that we believe God. Then it is accounted to us, just like it was for him, for righteousness. Okay, know ye therefore that they which are of faith, which is what you and I are, were saved by faith. The same are the children of Abraham. And the scriptures foreseeing that God would justify the heathen, which is what I was, through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee, God told Abraham, In thee shall all nations be blessed. And I want to pause there because a lot of us think when we hear Abraham, we really think that he was a Jew. Well, Jews didn't even exist during the time of Abraham. That word didn't even exist. You know, God calls Abraham. And then Abraham had Isaac, you know, and then Isaac had the twins, Jacob and Esau, of which, okay, through Jacob, who then became Israel, who then had 12 sons, and through one of them, Judah, and Judah, you know, means praise and worship and so forth, but Back in the day, I believe, and I'm not sure exactly where I forgot now, but they were then called Jews. And it wasn't all the Israelites that were called Jews. Jews was a shortened version for those that followed and obeyed the commandments of God. So it's important to note that Abraham was just like you and I. I mean, he came out of Ur. That was idolatry, and all of us, the Bible said, have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Remember that. But God, the great creator of heaven and earth, of all things, he selected Abraham, okay, whose name at that time was Abram. <laughs> I just wanted to stop for a second, and let's understand that. So prophetically, God said, in thee shall all nations be blessed. And what did he mean? He meant through the lineage, through Jacob, who will be renamed Israel, through the tribe of Judah, Jesus would come through. And Jesus would bring to all mankind, Jew and Gentile alike, the opportunity to be reconciled back to the Father, okay? So I'm back to the Bible, Galatians 3rd chapter, ninth verse. So then they which be of faith, okay, are blessed with faithful Abraham. So that's the point that Abraham was a man of faith and there's a blessing through Abraham because the just shall live by faith 
That's the Bible. So Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us because he hung on the cross. He hung on a tree. It says, curse is every man, anyone that hangeth on a tree. Why was that necessary? So that the blessing of Abraham might come on who? The Gentiles. Because those that were called, quote unquote, Jews, well, they already was separated by blood lineage, by blood DNA through the lineage of Abraham. God had already called Abraham out from among all the rest of the whole planet. So they already were in covenant with the Lord. They already had salvation, eternal salvation as their blessing. It was up to them to decide to live according to the covenant that they had with God. But, but most of us, most of us who don't know our lineage and cannot trace it back to Abraham, well, we were Gentiles, okay? So without Jesus, you and I would have no, most of us would have no avenue to even almost think about salvation. So heaven came to earth Heaven is coming to earth. Heaven is on earth through Holy Spirit. And Jesus will come again and grab all of those that are actually his. Let me go back to the word of God. Verse 13, Galatians 3rd chapter, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of Holy Spirit through faith. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. Who made the promises? God the Father, the creator of heaven and earth. He said not, he didn't say, the creator did not say, seeds as of many, but as of one. And to thy seed, one seed, which is Jesus, the Messiah, okay? And this I say that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law, which was 430 years after, cannot disannul that it should make the promise of none Effect. For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more of promise. But God gave it to Abraham by promise. So, what we are to understand Christ Jesus is the mediator. Now, a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. Is the law then against the promise of God? God forbid. So the scripture hath concluded all under sin that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. Okay. Wow. This is really exciting. So before faith came, so faith was like the, I mean, that is the engine <laughs> that allows us the bridge <laughs> that allows us to go from unbelief and no covenant 
to be having having a chance to be in Christ Jesus and in covenant with God, faith. So after faith came, now we're no longer under the schoolmaster of law. Okay. Instead, we are children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of us that have been baptized into Christ, that means we put on what Jesus is about. We put on eternal life, eternal salvation, eternal reconciliation, the opportunity to sit where Jesus is sitting currently in heavenly places far above. That's what the word of God say. Principles, dominions, thrones, all powers far above. Second heaven, far above all heavens, far above. See, why? Because you've been baptized into Christ and now you've put on Christ. That's very important for us because without that, how can we, how can we have access to the promise that God has made to Abraham, that through Abraham, that all nations of the, of the world, all nations will be blessed by that seed. And that seed is Jesus Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek, bond nor free, male nor female. Not, not in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, spiritually, we're all one. So if we are Christ, then guess who we are? Abraham's seed. Amen. And now we're heirs according to the promise of our Father, our Creator, Father of all spirits, God. Amen. So today what we're looking at is, yes, we admit that life on earth right now seems to be very unknown. It seems to be confusing, uh, nothing to stand on. One minute looked like government is okay. The next minute looked like it don't even exist. Uh, looking at nature and all of the turmoil that the earth itself is going through. Look at California, look at Alabama, look at places around the world and the Orient and so forth. It seems like everything is chaotic and it makes you think about Jesus. It really does. You know, I'm, I'm going to turn to it now, even kind of breaking pattern with what I was going to talk about. But when you look at Matthew 24, you know, when they're saying, Lord, when will the kingdom come? You know, how will we know? <laughs> what about when? when is the end of the world? And, you know, Jesus starts out by saying, let nobody deceive you. And, and if you want to be candid and honest today in this world, we are living in deception, deception plus deception. Nothing, Holly, nothing is real. You can look at something on Facebook, YouTube, TV, Internet, TikTok. It can look real. Doesn't mean it's real because they can use all kind of software. So now it's like even your eyes, you cannot always trust. And uh, Jesus said, many people will come and say that they're him. And he said, don't believe them. Because these people, they will deceive many. That means their souls will be lost. And then he says, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. <clears throat> Do not be troubled. So all these things must happen. 
And for nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. We're seeing that. I mean, Russia and Ukraine, I believe that they're the same people. I don't believe that the people of Russia ethnically DNA are different than the people of Ukraine. I believe they're all related. And yet they're bombing each other or whatever they're doing, but it's a war. Hmm. Jesus' words are being fulfilled right in front of our eyes. Kingdom against kingdom. Famines, pestilence, we're seeing that. Earthquakes. In diverse places, he said, look, this is the beginning of sorrows, and that's where we are. And those that are believers, don't be amazed that we will be afflicted. And that's happening through other places in the world. That we're being killed, believers. And hate it. And many shall be offended and betray one another. This is all happening now. False prophets shall rise. And what's a false prophet? I don't know. I think it's a prophet that looks like they're from Jesus and look like they're uh, representing the one and only living God. But then they're also bringing you to other gods, (laughs) like the God of money and and Baal and all kinds of other things, Ashtura and Vishnu or Vishnu, oh, so many different gods out there, fallen angels. So we have to be careful right now because many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. So I would say any any prophetic person, any preacher, any evangelist that it seems like you're being brought more to give praise to things of this world, temporal things. Oh, I got a house. Well, okay. We all need some place to live, but uh, do not worship material things. That's the point. Understand that this is the spiritual world that we're in. So, because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. You got 12-year-old students, kids, six-year-old kids trying to kill adults. You mean you cannot see that this is being fulfilled in front of our eyes? But he that shall endure until the end, that's the one that shall be saved. Can you hold on to Jesus? Amen? The gospel of the kingdom of God shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Okay? So, I I read that because I just wanted to remind us what Galatians is talking about. Because it's saying that we have, we're heirs according to the promise, and then while we're living today, look like everything's falling apart. And you're thinking in your mind, I'm an heir to what? (laughs) Amen. So if we go to Galatians, the fourth chapter, I think we'll revisit this also, starting at the fourth verse. It talks about when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, which so we know what that means. He sent forth the word made of a woman, made under the law to redeem them. So 
that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of being God's son. And because we are sons, God then sent forth the spirit of his son, the spirit of Jesus into our hearts. And that way you can say, Abba, Father. Notice that's what God, Jesus did as he was on the cross ready to leave the earth. So that means that you're no more a servant, but you're a son. And if you're a son, then you're a son through Christ. You're an heir of God and joint heirs with Christ. So when heaven comes to earth in us, amen, we are changed. We are different. We become joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And we look upon God. We look up to God knowing that he is our father. So that means that if we're an heir, we have an inheritance. So what what could possibly be the inheritance that we are receiving? Because now we are we're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We are children of the promise, just like, you know, Isaac. Isaac was the child of the promise. Ishmael was the child of bondage. So you don't want to be Ishmael. You want to be as Isaac was, the child of the promise. Amen. So therefore, uh, I'm, I'm still wondering about our inheritance because now we're heirs. And so uh, when we are heirs, we want to uh, live like we're heirs. I'm going to go to it, but I'm also trying to make sure that you and I understand that while we're on earth and our physical bodies, and yes, spiritually, we are now heirs of uh, God and joint heirs with Jesus. But while we're here on earth, we have to be certain that our, our uh, bodies, our actions are reflecting um, that heaven that the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that that spirit is activated in us. And so if I, I'm a little bit off track, but if we go to Galatians, the fifth chapter at the 18th verse, it says that if we're led of the spirit, okay, then we're not under the law. And so how do you know that you're under the spirit and you're not living life even though you call yourself a believer or a Christian, but are you living your life like you're not really, that Christ is not activated in you? Or how are you living? Because if you're doing any of this, like um, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, even not cleaning our house, you know, <sighs> lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, Causing confusion everywhere you go, wrath, strife, heresy, sedition, envies, murders, drunkenness, reveling. So if any of that is happening with you personally, then you cannot inherit the kingdom of God. And that simply means that you don't have the inheritance that you think you have because the inheritance is not eternal life. Inheritance is the kingdom of God. 
Wow. A lot of us think that coming to Jesus means eternal life. That is, you're already going to live forever. The point is, where are you going to live? Are you going to be with the fallen angels? Or are you going to be in the kingdom of God with the Father, the Creator, Jesus, holy angels, saints that were already in covenant with God? Where are you going to be? So while we're on earth, we want, we pray that the fruit of the Spirit is what we can, we can live under. So that means we should do, we should handle transactions and live daily with the spirit of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Okay? So if you belong to Christ, then you literally crucify your flesh. Because your flesh want to do all those bad things that I just said. I know. Uh, I had an experience during Christmas where I was helping one of my brothers and I showed all this love, all this joy, all this peace. And in the middle of all that, he literally kind of like almost, he rejected me, almost cursed me out, you know, looked like he was going to get physical. And my goodness, all that love, joy, and peace that I was exhibiting, I, I think I forgot. I almost did. And it is only the love of God, the Holy Spirit, that reminded me, no, you cannot react to this in the way that you would have before you became Christ. I literally had to make sh myself, I had to do it and say, I'm going to react to this with love. It's not easy, but if we live in the spirit, okay, then let us also walk in the spirit, right? Okay. So, that's my point to everyone, me included. I, I don't want to be left here when the Lord comes. And what is the status of our inheritance? Because um, we talked about what are we inheriting and what we're inheriting is the kingdom of God. So the status of our inheritance, if I go to First Peter, and I'm going to go to the first chapter, Okay, here we are. So we are the elect, you and I, because according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father, through sanctification of the Holy Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, you and I have become the elect. That means heaven is actually here now on earth inside of you. Okay, so the third verse says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy, God mercy, he has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So that is the substance. The fact that Jesus was raised from the dead, that's the substance. That's the foundation of our faith. Amen. To what? An inheritance, now we're talking about the inheritance, incorruptible and undefiled, and it doesn't fade, reserved in heaven for you personally. Your inheritance, my inheritance, is personal, it's individual. 
I cannot work for the inheritance of my children. I can pray. I cannot, I can't give assurance for that. By faith, I can believe in the word of God. But they have to do, our offspring, anyone you love, have to do the same thing that you're doing. We have to be led by Holy Spirit. We have to forsake the works of the flesh. Amen. So that we have the assurance because the inheritance is there. You want to get there too. The inheritance is kept by the power of God. That's the status of the inheritance through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. So even though we're going through like a lot of different temptations and we have trial of our faith, but our faith is much more precious than gold because gold perish. Uh, our faith will be tried. And we want to be found. We want our faith to be found unto the praise and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Amen. Who you and I have never seen. But when we when that trumpet sound, we gonna we gonna know about it. Amen. So it looks like we're almost towards the end of our time. And I just want to talk about this some more because um I want all of us to understand that. The Holy Spirit, that he was sent from heaven. And even, you know, Jesus said to his disciples that he, that Jesus, asked the Father to send the Holy Spirit down to us, okay? And so what we are to do, reading First Peter, first chapter, verse number 13, it says, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children and not behaving like how we did in our former life before before we, we found out about Jesus. Amen. So, Father, I'm going to pray right now. Lord God, we thank you for yet another day, another time, another moment, Lord, that you've given us the opportunity to be reconciled unto you, Lord God. We give the praise and the honor unto you, Father. I ask you, Lord, to touch all of us and keep us pure. Keep us without blemish, Lord. Let us become righteous. Let us uh, become more sanctified, Lord. Even the words say that the bride made herself, you know, righteous. Let us put on the cloak of righteousness. Let's put on Jesus and all that he did. And um, I just ask you, Lord, for your grace and mercy. Lord, touch our families. Save us, Lord, and keep us in this hour. In Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you that our inheritance is secure. Our inheritance to be rulers and royal and priesthood and just to live in the kingdom of God eternally. And we're so grateful that we have the opportunity to be reconciled unto you again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer and answering our prayer. Touch all those that are sick, lost, and confused, Lord, and give them clarity in their minds and let them know that you have prepared an inheritance for them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, Radio Land. Uh, we're at the end, and I miss you already. 
And I can't wait to come back next week. God bless you. Stay encouraged. Bye.